Blog Talk Radio. Everybody and welcome to Rights to the Roundtable. I'm your host Jonathan Moody. Um, uh, my co-host Laura Jean uh, may actually be calling in later, but right now she's at an audition, so good for her. Uh, we're going to be starting after we've got about three more. Uh, well, this is the third of two more episodes after this of uh, Rights to the Roundtable until we take our um, break until the fall. So. Um, uh, she'll be back for hopefully for the next one at least, and um, and then we start a new podcast called All About Acting. So definitely check that out. Um, but uh, so right now uh, I want to like introduce my guest, and just so everybody knows, continues to know we've been doing Full Moon Month. We've had um, uh, Courtney C. Joiner or C. Courtney Joiner. We've had um, Jeff Burr. We've had. Uh, a ton, tons of people already, um, Jackson Barr, tons of people on the show, and a lot of them have worked with this uh, this actor that I've got. So a lot of them talk about him and say great things. Um, so I'm really excited to talk to Sonny Carl Davis. How are you doing, Sonny? I'm doing fine, sir. Are you? I'm doing great, doing great. Um, so to begin with, uh, for people that may not be familiar with you, how did you get into acting? Well, I uh, started out in Austin, Texas, where I, I moved back to with my wife a few years ago from L.A., but it, I was in a band in Austin called the uh, Sons of Uranium Savage. Uh, uh, Sons <laughs> of Uranium Savages. And we had performance pieces with wigs and costumes and comedy band and songs like Edie I Mean is My Yard Man and a bunch of silly stuff, totally inappropriate. But uh and a friend uh, <laughs> was down that like here, war guy, or anything? Was that like war or something? Or like Oh no what, it, was, like, what? it was we were kinda of co- covering like just silly stuff. Uh it wasn't improv but it was theatrical and like I say costumes and Silly Wigs, and Eagle Pinnell, a local filmmaker down here, was doing an article on the band in a weekly, the Austin Sun, a weekly a paper in Austin, and he did a feature on the on the band, and I heard that he was also a filmmaker, and I said, by the way, I'm kind of interested in getting into acting, and he gave me a call, and uh, we did a short film called A Hell of a Note, a 28-minute short uh, Black and White with my friend Lou Perriman and uh, some other people. And that led to another film called uh, The Whole Shooting Match that uh, had some acclaim back in the days, back in the 70s. Uh, went on to Dallas Film Festival and then later got accepted to the uh, USA uh, uh, U.S. Film Festival that became Sundance. And so that was, you know, where it kind of took off, moved to L.A. and got, did some work at Universal Studios, and uh, uh, the rest is uh, sad history. 
<laughs> well, I want to, um, yeah, I, I want to talk about, uh, there's, a, there's a certain movie that we talked about right before the show that I uh, I have not seen yet, and I've been wanting to see it. I just, I think I saw it on video that it was, you know, available on video, but never ended up renting it, but it's Where the Buffalo Roam, and I want to know a little bit about that, like, how was were you a big part of that, or were you... Like just kind of called in, like what? What well, happened with that role? Uh, after Sundance, or uh, uh, moved back and uh, got introduced, Verna Fields was an exec at Universal Studios, and she had seen a hell of uh, the whole shooting match in uh, uh, Utah. And so when we got out there, we auditioned and kind of familiar at Universal Studios, and I. Uh, got cast just as a bartender in a scene for uh, Where the Buffalo Roam. And we shot on the back lot at Universal at, at what was they call the the Sting Drugstore. They converted it into a bar, and Bill Murray and uh, Peter Boyle and uh, just madcap uh, antics. And I don't know, had a couple of days uh, booked to do it. And Hunter Thompson would show up. Uh, I remember the first day you could hear these squealing tires on the back lot, the little streets, little movie set streets, and uh, people said, here comes Hunter. And uh, he'd hmm. pull up in all his Hunter Gonzo glory and get out with a couple of women under his arms, and they'd all go into their trailer and at lunch and uh, wouldn't come out. And in the afternoon, a couple of hours later, some assistant director would come over and say, uh, can you come back tomorrow? Uh, yeah, I can. So that went on for about six days. It was supposed to be a one-day gig, and it turned out to be a week. And uh, But I got to meet Hunter Thompson and Bill Murray, and I just played a bartender. And it was uh, quite the time, quite the introduction to uh, Hollywood. That is great. I mean, I, I love those kind of stories where the people, uh, you know, are only there for the day, supposedly, and then it turns into six days. and. Those are always fun because, like, I can just imagine uh, as an actor that you want, like, an actor's, like, dream is to be on set. You know, they don't want to be oh, yeah, or anything. So anytime that they never... can be on set, they're just excited, you know, and everything. Yeah, so that's I was just play, great. I was, cast, I was cast as a bartender, and uh, Hunter, you know, I remember asking him, you know, he'd saddle, saddle up to the bar, you know, uh, and hey, uh, uh, give me a give me a little of that brown love. And uh, unbeknownst to him, it was fake. You know, like tea in the bottle, <laughs> a whiskey bottle. Said, but uh, by thirty seconds later, somebody had brought a real bottle of whiskey, or some of bourbon, course. and uh, and he referred to it, uh, referred to it as uh, give me some of that brown love. And he goes, Hey, Sonny, how you? Uh, give me some of that brown love. So that went on. So I was. Bill Murray come over, you know, give me some of that brown love. And uh, I asked Hunter Thompson, I said, what do you think of the film so far? He said, well, I told him I'd hate it and I hadn't disappointed me yet. But it was quite the, uh, he was being Hunter, just like one of my idols, uh, and uh, legendary Hunter S. Thompson. Right. That was, that's cool. Like, did you, did you feel like you were in a dream at that point? Like meeting one of your idols and working with them? Oh, indeed. I mean, just being on the lot at Universal, I'm just coming from, you know, not 
humble backgrounds, but, you know, loving movies. And uh, here's where, like I said, they, they had shot the Sting, uh, the movie The Sting in the location. And these old, you know, uh, sets and uh, backlot that you'd seen on, for all your life. And here I am with uh, these stars. And, uh, it, uh, you know, then I got... Uh, uh, at first, my first gig out there was Melbourne and Howard. I got to work with Jonathan Demi, and that was again just another. I played a milkman in the scene with Paul Lamatt, and uh, and then uh, they cast. I got cast the same people. You know, they use you know, good time he'll do it, and uh, so I got familiar with the people at Universal and just in Dream World and living the dream, and uh, then I got uh, they had me come in and read. Uh, for some other actors on uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, and the scene I ended up right. doing in the in the film was that they used that as an audition piece for a lot of the actors that they were looking for to cast. So I was the angry angry businessman with his breakfast that wasn't you know Brad. Uh, it says guaranteed Brad. Did they teach you that here? So I've gotten called out on that since then, and it's been thirty forty years. That's one of my favorite scenes, too, because, like, you know, Judge Reinhold is so funny uh, in that, you know, like, how he is, you know, in that in that character and stuff. And, like, it just it felt like, I guess Cameron Crowe had written it to be kind of, you know, real, you know, like certain yeah. scenes to be stuff that he remembered seeing from, like, real life and everything like that. And, and oh, I can just I, imagine that there was a real yeah. Brad that got – kind of treated that way and and that your character was somebody who's a real person at one point and you just well, said, oh man you were great in that well thanks that's a great compliment because it was you know real like just and the, the guys and you know if you notice i hadn't seen it in years but uh nicholas cage is in that and he's in he's a worker in the kitchen in the back they cut to a little bit he's he was being built as nicholas coppola Nicholas Cage is in that. He's one of the kitchen workers. Uh, but, oh my God, uh, I didn't know that. He was he was going wow. he was being billed as Nicholas Coppola. He's Francis Coppola's nephew. Right. Uh, he's, you know, he changed his name to Cage. What is he running away from the name Coppola in the film business? Anyway, so he went. I on think to he was. Um, I think there was some little bit of. Uh, he didn't want to feel like there was nepotism right. you know and that's the only reason yeah. why he was getting roles and everything but really yeah. he did like he broke out with like the outsiders and a oh, bunch yeah, of other yeah, stuff yeah. so like i mean he was he kind okay. of writing the coppola name <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah he did okay he, he did okay <laughs> but yeah that that was a, a landmark you know uh uh past times of ridgemont high and like i say when i hanging out in bars for these last how many decades where hey you're the dude you know do the line for me you know Brad, you know, it says guaranteed. Anyway, yeah, it's pretty classic. <laughs> well, that's great. Um, yeah, I definitely have wanted to talk to you about this. I'm glad you brought up uh, Fast Times. But I, I, I now want to kind of get into uh, the Empire film slash uh, Full Moon stuff. And um, oh, yeah. I guess one of the first things that you worked on was uh, Terror Vision, uh, which right. I, uh, is by far one of my favorites of like Empire Films and, 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 and Full Moon, you know, that kind of uh, oh, era yeah. of, of filmmaking. And um, that movie, you know, I'd actually only seen it, um, I think it was like last year. I watched it for uh-huh. the first time because I 
I had seen it at the video store, and um, I just never, I've always wanted to watch it, and just never did, and then I saw it on Amazon, and I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get this, since I think I got yeah. it from Best Buy, but I got it, and yeah. I loved it, like, it's absolutely one of my favorite films, like, it's so great. Yeah, and it holds up over the years. I mean, I think that was like '86 we did that, and we uh, I knew Ted Nicolau, the director, writer, director from the Austin days. He's a wonderful, brilliant filmmaker to this day, and we still keep in touch. But uh, we shot that in Italy, and uh, my wife and I got to go over, and uh, we were working at uh, De La Renta Studios outside of Rome, and uh, got to know Mary Warnoff and. Uh, uh, it oh, was yeah. uh, just a uh, wonderful time again being, you know, here we are, uh, uh, you know, legendary film studios, DDL studios, and uh, working on this uh, uh, classic little television. And that's where, you know, one of the, I got eaten by monsters. I was I played the guy that the uh, uh, satellite dish repairman that, in the backyard TV satellite dish. And, uh, got eaten by monsters uh, from outer space, and it was fun. And, uh, was that your to, first you know, horror film? Uh, yes. Uh, I think that was it. And that was the first time I worked with Charlie Band, and uh, his dad, uh, you know, uh, Albert Band, produced it, and they had a, uh, you know, a, le- a legend in uh, Italy and doing a lot of, I think they did a lot of, like, Ben-Hur movies and stuff over there back in the day, but uh, Charlie has kept up the family name in a good way, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. it was a good time, had by all, uh, again, uh, working on a foreign location and beautiful place in the world and uh, got to make some good friends, and uh, that's and we've continued on to this day. Yeah. Well, that's that's great when you can form a friendship like that. Where, and um, and so I'm going to talk next about Rabbit because Rabbit is kind of a character that one of the few characters that Full Moon has, other than obviously like the puppet master characters or whatever. But like one of the few human characters that has kind of kept going, you know, from movie to movie, um, yeah. and stuff like that. Uh, you know, in different movies, too, like, yeah, rather oh, yeah. all well, of the place. My, our friend, I think you uh, have been talking to uh, Jackson Barr, uh, another mm-hmm. dear friend, a brilliant writer. Uh, he created that role for me in uh, in Trancers 2, uh, uh, a full moon, I guess, an Empire title at the time, and uh, I got killed in that one. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, Jack... Uh, uh, created Rabbit, and I think you know, years later, somebody, uh, uh, Robin Sydney, uh, uh, told Charlie, You don't, you ought to bring Rabbit back, and uh, sure enough, <laughs> there he shows up, uh, Rabbit Lives, and uh, have been, uh, you know, I've been just, we just finished Evil Bong 777, and uh, like you said, not too many of Charlie's characters in Charlie Band films survive to another, uh, see another day, another film, but uh, Rabbit keeps on keeping on, and uh, it's a good thing. I I dig the character, and uh, it's fun to, you know, see what else, what what Charlie comes up with, Rabbit's going to get into now. He's had me in a a priest outfit, he had me as a UPS delivery man, and uh, 
you know, a head shop owner or so. Uh, it uh, we'll see what the next one come uh, he comes up with the next one. But uh, it's been a good run. Uh, like I say, uh, it, it started out in uh, uh, transfers too way back in the day. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and that's the thing. Like yeah, like you said, he was like a delivery man. He's even. Like Rabbit was even, um, I mean, it was Rabbit, you know, but they didn't call you Rabbit, you know, or whatever. And the and Evil Bong uh, 1 and 2, I believe. They called you like yeah. Delivery Man or something. Uh, and uh, they, but yeah. you were Rabbit. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just kind of got my head around this character that was, uh, you know, a uh, weirdo and uh, didn't, uh, you know, just had a little... You know, uh, snickering <laughs> fool that uh, put the ball man in there. Where's that guy? So uh, uh, we'll we'll see what happens next. Well, um, and and to go on with the the full moon stuff, um, you worked on bad channels as well, and 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 seed people. But bad channels is such a cult film. Like it is so. Yeah. Uh, it, it's kind of an iconic uh, full moon cult film. Uh, what was it like being Peanut in there? Like that, that that part right there in itself was just kind of really silly, but kind of fun and and almost like even though it was silly, it was almost a little bit more like realistic than like Rabbit, you know? Yeah. So, well. Yeah, I just, you know, getting back just to choices and working with filmmakers, and I always, you know, not that I give advice to anybody, but just uh, do good work and make friends. And, uh, you know, because filmmaking is problem solving, and if they can solve one less problem, if you can be one less problem they have to figure out, they're all for it. They can go cast, you know, work on another role they get cast. And so you just give them, you know, filmmakers hopefully let you – try a little something that you've come up with and, you know, stick to the script and, uh, but, uh, show them a little something and, uh, you know, yeah, Hey, keep that in. Let's do it with that. You know, do what you did on that last one. So, uh, you know, peanut and, uh, rabbit and, uh, what was, I forget the names of the satellite repair man, but, uh, it's, uh, you know, all pretty good. I think I'd like to think, uh, Charlie and company can, uh, Count, count on Sonny Carl Davis to show up and know his lines and give you something a little extra. Right, definitely. Um, oh, so let's go away real quick from Full Moon. Um, and I, I do want to talk because you, you have an extensive film career. You know, you've done other things. And and another one, I uh, there's there's two other ones I really want to kind of talk about. But one is uh, Project X. Uh, there's two Project X. There's there's the one that Matthew Broderick did with you, and then there's also another movie, a party movie that has nothing to do with that. But uh, uh, let's talk about your the one that you're in. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how how you got cast in that film? Well, I think uh, it might have been Universal Studios again. Uh, that I just uh, you know developing relationships with uh, production companies and casting departments and. Uh, it wasn't much to it, you know. I just sat up and watched a bunch of monkeys on flight simulators and uh, had a good view of, uh, which is a damn good movie. Uh, but it was, uh, you know, like again, just you know, show up, hit your mark, know your lines, and uh, give them something to uh, they don't have to worry about, and a little cutaway to 
man up there, you know, I just had a couple of lines and uh, shut that monkey up or something like that. I forget on Project <laughs> X, but uh, they kind of run together sometimes. But, uh, you know, again, uh, it's just little roles on big films and big roles on little films, and you do your best every time out, and uh, hopefully they'll call you back. But uh, that was, you know, Matthew Broderick was a, you know, a great actor and uh it was a, a fun film to be, you know, but like I say, working with a bunch of chimpanzees, uh, how hard can it be? Uh, I've worked right. with worse. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you know, and you brought up a really good point, which is something I've read about um, before through, like, Bruce Campbell's book, um, like, Your Chins Could Kill. I think one of the chapters yeah. was uh, – was, um, bigger the movie, the less of the part or something like that, you know, or, or uh, you know, or smaller the movie, the bigger the part, kind of something like that. But, yeah, um, yeah. you know, the fact that, you know, if you're in more independent films, you got a bigger, bigger part than if you're in Hollywood films, you kind of more like a smaller, smaller part in it. Um, would you, uh, would, you would definitely say that that's kind of how you feel has happened to your career. Like, the bigger movies that you've done, uh, you've done, you know, smaller parts, but I'm still having a good time, you know? Yeah. Um, and then and, 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 you know, they're star driven, you know, there's, you know, products that have to have the, the picture on the cover, you know, on the one sheet on the box, a picture on the box that, uh, and you got to, but the, you know, there's, uh, uh, no small roles or only short actors, is like I like to say. <laughs> but you got uh There's, you know, what uh, my favorites over the years and working on big films and little films is, do you know, hanging with other uh, uh, legendary character actors. I mean, a character actor is one of those uh, terms. I'm not that a big fan of supporting cast that you can sit around and talk about. You know, you know, what was that like and who was you know. But sometimes the the driving force and it's the ensemble that uh, makes the star look good or tells the story. You know, it's, you know, I used to the cliche, Hey, you kids get away from there. You know, that's it. And that was <laughs> it. Okay. Thank you. You know, that's a wrap for Sonny. Uh, but, uh, you know, you just deliver, uh, what you can. I mean, I must say, you know, the, the catering on those big films is better. Uh, but, uh, you know, and you, uh, you uh, do what you can with what they give you, but uh, uh, there, there's a difference in uh, a good filmmaker, director, producer uh, can uh, can understand that it does take a a, a cast, and uh, there you got your leads, you got your stars, you, you know your red carpet uh, movie stars, but you also get to tell the story, and that's where sometimes it's just a you know, a man encounter or, you know, that first to be eaten guy that, uh, oh, you know, now we're going into, starts the story. If you don't have that character, as writers will tell you, you, get, you don't have a story. And, uh, yeah, you're going to, you know, watch your, your movie stars, uh, but you're also going to, you know, be affected in the story and, and the audience is affected by what, you know, the whole cast, the storytelling. So it's a difference, you know, like I say, I've worked on big ones with, you know, megastars and uh, little ones with, you know, people that became megastars. So, you know, you got to start somewhere. Right. But you, there's a, a anecdote that uh, 
Ernest Borgnine used to tell about walking around New York when his career wasn't going quite the way he wanted to back in the old days, ancient days, and he'd come around the corner and he could smell the street vendor was roasting chestnuts on a little vendor's uh, cart out on the sidewalk. And he looked down on the, on the little mobile oven there that uh, the sign said, uh, I don't want to set the world on fire, I just want to keep my nuts warm. And so that's sometimes, you know, words to live by. <laughs> Definitely. Um, now, I, I kind of wanted to also talk about Thelma Louise, um, where, mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I'm a big fan of that movie as well. Um, what was it like playing Albert in that? Well, it was nice. Uh, you know, I had, uh, it was, you know, Ridley Scott and all-star legendary, another, you know, big film, uh, and uh, I get, you know, Susan Sarandon was a sweetheart, and she said, you know, it's nice to uh, nice to hear a real southern accent. I guess evidently sometimes people kind of overdo the southern accent in an actorly way right. that it's not authentic, but she was appreciative of it. And I like to think that, uh, <clears throat> pardon me, uh, my line in that, you know, I just had that one little line in the kitchen with, you know, hey, is this... Just Thelma, hey Thelma, when are you gonna run away with me? And surrounding phone. She's running away with me right now. Now if they had <laughs> if they had run away with me instead of Brad Pitt, they wouldn't they were you know, they wouldn't have gone had to drive off the cliff if they were just gone with their, right. their kid, coworker and they wouldn't have to wreck that nice convertible Thunderbird and stuff. There'd be a Thelma and Louise part two, but uh, it was fun. Mm-hmm. It, again, that was a big film, a little role on a big film, a couple of days on it, just kind of hanging around. And uh, But, you know, uh, Ridley Scott and Sarandon and Dina Davis, it was a, uh, quite, the, quite the film and proud to be on that just a little bit. Yeah, you know, uh, you're just saying, like, basically there could have been a whole other movie if, uh, yeah. if she had decided to run away with you, you know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would have said take a laugh, you know, before they drove off the cliff. I mean, it's just, uh, but, you know, backseat driver. But, no, they had Brad Pitt, you know, but uh, uh, just uh, the road not taken, I guess. Yeah, he screwed them over, too. You know, his character screwed them yeah, over, so. Yeah. You know, that's why they had it to go off the cliff, you know, if it weren't for Brad Pitt. Yeah. So I blame yeah, him, I mean, you know. Yeah, <laughs> Brad. Well, um, yeah. What's that guy doing nowadays? Jeez. Um, yeah, I think I saw him at Starbucks the other day. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> All right. Um, so, uh, okay, so we talked briefly about the Evil Bomb series, but um, – I, I kind of want to go into that um, a good amount. And just so people know, um, it's about to be, uh, I guess, you know, 12 my time. Uh, so uh, it's going to go off live. Uh, but for 15 minutes extra, you can come listen to it later. Uh, come listen to some more of this. But unfortunately, like people listening to it live right now won't be able to hear the last, like, 15 minutes, just so you know. Okay. Um, and so people know. Um, so if you're listening, uh, just bear with us for 15 extra minutes, and then it should you be coming it. back online. So um, you can hear the rest. But uh, I, I want to talk about Evil Bong, because Evil Bong is uh, by far the funniest and goofiest uh, series. 
um, which I'm surprised you haven't been in a lot of the other ones. Now, I know you moved to Austin. You moved back to Austin. Um, yeah. Has that been kind of hard on your uh, on working with Full Moon? Like, I mean, I know you've no. been doing the Evil Ball movies, but, you know. Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, just in general terms, uh, the industry has changed where, you know, I just was uh, over and I uh, did a film uh just recently over in Atlanta, Georgia. And, uh, you know, the, yes, the L.A. is still the center of it, but, uh, you know, I'm in uh, Austin now, but they got airplanes coming out. And, you know, we shot Evil Bonk 777 in Las Vegas this time. Uh, but, you know, the previous couple, uh, I've, you know, I just fly out to L.A. and I got people out there, and uh, uh, it's always good to you know, get back out there, and I go back often, and so, but it's, you know, accessibility, and a lot of stuff is on, done, you know, auditions are online, you know, take a, uh, from wherever, so it hasn't been any hindrance as far as any other productions, I've got, you know, representation that uh, can get me out there, put me on tape, and if I go someplace and get in front of the filmmakers for a callback, you know, it's easily done, you know, I can be there and a matter of hours, so uh, it hasn't been a hindrance, you know, of course, Charlie being somewhat frugal in his budgets and stuff, I, we just work it out to where, okay, Charlie, I'll put myself up, or, okay, you know, fly me in, and I'll put myself up, or you put me up, and I'll fly myself in, but it's not, it hasn't been a hindrance, like I say, the industry has changed to where, you know, Georgia is a big, hot state right now, it was Carolina, it was Louisiana, and, you know, New Mexico or whatever, but so uh, you just go where the work is, and the people understand that, I think, in the business and casting, and uh, you know, they can they can see you online and, you know, talk to you live on a video feed or whatever you want to call it, and uh, audition, you know, just uh, like you're in this next room. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm trying to get Charlie to maybe uh, shoot another film over in Europe. <laughs> I don't think he's going to yeah. go for it, but uh, uh, you never know. But, no, I just, you know, stay in touch. And I don't know plans for Rabbit getting into one of the other franchises of uh, Full Moon, but uh, I'm, I'm always standing by, and Charlie knows that. So uh, uh, I just, I'm a go-to, I'm a go-to uh, ball-headed guy. Well, uh, you know, Rabbit was in Killjoy, um, wasn't he, like in the flight of, uh, Kilgore Flying Circus. No, uh, I had no, was Psycho uh, Circus. I didn't do. I oh just wait. Did, I, uh, uh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, I, just, uh, uh, that's go ahead. I just done the Evil Bong. Okay. Um, I, I guess there might have been some clips or something from previous, uh, you know, episodes or whatever that was in that. Cause, uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, so it was just the evil bong movies, I guess, that you that you had come up in, and so hopefully, yeah, hopefully you will be in like the Killjoy movies or the, uh, uh, the if they do another Ginger Dead Man, uh, movie, that'd be great. Yeah, to kind of see you. And um, um, also want to mention because I didn't mention it before, but you're also in the From Dust Till Dawn series. Can you talk a little bit about that? Which one now, please? Uh, from dusk till dawn. Oh yes, uh, we shot. You know, uh, Rodriguez, uh, Robert Rodriguez, down in uh, 
we shot that in Austin. I moved back. Uh, we moved back here about ten years ago, and uh, yeah, it was a, a nice little couple of days on uh, a couple of episodes, uh, two days on the, uh, here. Uh, Robert Rodriguez is quite uh, proficient, and uh, uh, he keeps it going. Him and uh, Rick Linklater, uh, Richard Linklater, you know. I did uh, Bernie with uh, Rick Linklater down here in Austin, but uh, yeah, that's still on. I mean, that's they got a you know a, a big following for that franchise and that series uh, that uh, is you know it's good work uh, and they do it right. I think it's good storytelling, uh, but uh, you know again it was just a guy and a hotel clerk uh, pretty much and right uh, and. Uh, but it was the uh, iconic. It was the character from the first one, uh, from the actual movie. I guess you're playing like the remake version of that, uh, the mean old bastard. Uh, yeah, guy. yeah, that's what was my um, official billing. Uh, I, yeah. You know, don't mind the mean part or, or the old part. I, anyway, uh, and the bastard part. Uh, anyway, it kind of you know <laughs> captures my whole. My wife will tell you that. Uh, that's that's me in a nutshell. I mean, typecasting. What are you going to do? You know, it's casting. <laughs> well, I'm sure uh, you know. You know, knowing knowing you right now, from what I can tell, you're not mean, but uh, and and you're not a bastard. But you know, you seem like the kind of guy well, that would that would love to say that. You know, or whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's fun, you know, to play these roles where you can be, you know, get it out of you. It's cheaper than therapy, you know. You can get the stuff out of you. That you, uh, it's cheaper than therapy, and you can, you know, mm-hmm. go, go get paid to play, be a mean old bastard. Don't just don't bring it home. Uh, but uh, you know, that's part of the the fun of you know making it fun, finding the the character and play it and uh, uh, break a leg and they'll fix it in post. Uh, but uh, you know, mean old bastard or you know, crazy uh, you know, rabbit, or you know, I like uh, comedies and but uh, drama also. I mean, you know, so you, I just did a show over a feature in Atlanta called uh, Trial by Fire, where I played a judge, uh, two story based in Texas that was shot in Atlanta, but uh, it was nice playing a judge. I got to sit up there, didn't have to. You know, I had a judge's robe on, so I didn't have to wear pants. And I had all my my lines in my, you know, on a legal pad. So uh, it's nice to have a nice range and play different stuff and uh, have fun with it. Definitely. Um, now, uh, I guess the last uh, thing I'll uh, I'll ask you now um, before we get into like the the, the wrap up. But uh, are, are you ever thinking about doing something else behind the camera, or do you like to stay in front of the camera? Well, I, in front of the camera, I mean, I've learned, you know, I've done some a uh, little bit, not much behind the camera directing or anything. But uh, as an actor, I mean, you got your homework to do, but uh, you can't just step away. Okay, folks, I'll see you tomorrow. Where directors or producers, and they got to go, you know, if they're any good, they got to go you know, into the night sweating on what we're going to do tomorrow, how we're going to do this or what we didn't get today. And, uh, but so, uh, you know, I, I enjoy writing and I have, and will continue to, and, uh, uh, just, 
I'm uh, like to perform. I, you know, born ham. I uh, like to, I got a one man show that I may have mentioned to you about that's coming up about with clips and uh, anecdotes of your resume and uh, you know uh, it's called first to be eaten. Uh, rantings oh. of a bit player. And uh, I'm going to be, uh, I'm developing it now here in Austin, and we're going to take it on the road with, uh, like I say, just some somewhat educational, you know, do as I say, not as I did, but just kind of talking about different, uh, working around the country and, you know, other places too, and little roles on big films, big roles on little films, and uh, what it takes and what I've learned anyway, and have some laughs with it. But, uh, so, uh, you know, acting is kind of just a comfort level, and uh, that's plenty for me. Uh, you can have the directors can can have it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I um I really enjoy, you know, that kind of stuff. So I'd love to see. That's like a documentary, right? No, it's live performance. It's a one-man stage show. Uh, oh, I'm going to be going okay. to... Uh, I've got some uh, universe, some film departments, and some universities that I'm gonna have access to. That over the years, especially getting back to the early days in the, uh, filmmaking, independent filmmaking, and uh, just do a little kind of educational tie that into, uh, like I say, some uh, entertaining uh, anecdotes of uh, what I've learned over the years. Of uh, you know, I, I think we'll tape it, of course, you know, record it, but. Uh, uh, it's going to be um, starting a, a soon down here. I've been talking about it for years, uh, but uh, getting back on it and developing it to uh, take it on the road. That's awesome. Uh, well, good luck with that, for sure. Yeah, thanks. I'll keep um, you posted. Uh, follow me on Facebook. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. People should definitely follow you. Do you have any uh, Twitter or anything? No, uh, not right now. I'm a little nervous, but no. Tw- oh, you mean uh, no? I don't. I just uh, now I'm kind of uh, limited in my uh, uh, social media, but just Facebook and uh, Sunny Carl Davis, and uh, I'm gonna get develop more of that as far as uh, networking and getting the word out about upcoming projects, especially uh, like I say, the first to be eaten, rantings of a bit player. Mm. That's a, that's a great title. So, uh, yeah, thanks. I, love it. I hope to, I hope the show lives up to the title. People like the title, so we'll see. Sometimes some of the films I've done over the years, the title was the best part of the film. But uh, hopefully, this will be have a little bit more depth and uh, substance to it than just a cute title. But hopefully, uh, not too distant future, we'll have a chance to put it up and come to. Theater near you, like I say, live theater, stand up. I'm going to get some, com- you know, some venues of comedy or theatrical film, whatever you know it takes. We'll improvise as we go. Maybe you can get uh, like the Alamo Draft House or something. You know, like that would yeah, be actually, a great place. Yeah, indeed. Uh, I met Tim Lee, you know, Austin fella, uh, years ago when I started this. Uh, idea and uh, we were uh, at an event and um, uh, a presentation thing and uh, I mentioned it to him he said that's something I'd be interested in of course you know there's your franchise right there uh, that would help so uh, 
that uh, <laughs> when the time comes, I'm going to present it to them. But yeah, that's a great you know networking uh, theaters or uh, film you know movie houses that have ability to have you know on stage uh, facilities. Yeah. All right. Um, well, what what do you have coming up? Um, you said that um, you've got also Evil Bong Seven Seven Seven. Yeah, that comes uh, out four twenty. Yep. Live streaming on okay. Full Moon. You know, uh, and uh, that, like I said, I just had a week on that uh, uh, Trial by Fire, Ed Zwick production uh, directed. Be uh, out. I mean, that's a big feature that I'm sure they're still doing post. Uh, uh, post-production work on that, and uh, just always uh, yeah, looking for work, you know, beating the bushes, shaking the trees, uh, standing by and uh, writing on uh, screenplays and uh, this one-man show. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for uh, calling in. Um, just so you know, I've had uh, Robin and Jessica uh, both on the show before. Actually, I think last year on the set of uh, Evil Bong 666. So that was pretty uh-huh. cool. Uh, yeah, I got to interview them when they were on the set, and that was that was crazy. <laughs> yeah. They were, uh, yeah, the, I mean, having them have a break for, like, that long was just insane. I know they were super busy, but I was happy to, to uh, chat with them, and I'm yeah. glad that – you know, basically a year later, I was able to interview a bunch more of um, people here too. So um, yeah, they're good. And thank people. you for being included. Working, yeah. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you. It's quite a quite a pleasure on my end here. I hope uh, uh, we can keep in touch and uh, look for me on the big and little screen and on live stage. All right. Is there anything that you'd like to tell your fans? Well, uh, just uh, keep a lookout for Rabbit, and he's, you know, we got another one coming up, knowing Charlie, we'll do another, I'm not sure if they had a title for it, Evil Bong 8, 8, I don't know, uh, Rotate, uh, but uh, <laughs> as I mentioned, the the live uh, stage show, the one-man show, I'm going to, uh, I'm developing to hopefully take it on the road here, and uh, just uh, check your local listings. All right. Well, thank you so much once again, and uh, I, I look forward to seeing everything that you're doing. All right. Well, thanks uh, so um, much uh, for your time, uh, and I'm always standing by. Okay. All right. Have a good night. All right. You too. Thanks again. Okay. No problem. Okay. Bye.